before we light our candles and sing the last carol, uh, I just want to reflect with you for a few minutes about the whole theme of life, the life that Jesus came to bring for us. And just before I speak for a few minutes, let's just pray quietly that God will speak. Lord, as we've heard these wonderful stories and sung these songs that speak of these great truths that Jesus, the light of the world, came to bring us life. Send your spirit on us now as I speak. Speak to us, we pray, that we may know more of your life in our lives. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's this theme of life I want to speak about because every day, for the best part of two years, we've heard statistics of death. And it gets so wearing on the news every day. This number of people have died of COVID. Uh, in every family, we will know people who've been unwell. And in many families, we will have lost someone, either to COVID or something else. Many of us, there will be an empty seat at the table. Uh, just speaking personally, at the moment, my own mother, who's 88, is very unwell, and we don't know how much longer she will be with us. And uh, for those of you who know us, uh, also in our house, our dog, dog Dudley is in his last couple of days of life. He probably isn't going to make it to Christmas. And we've been living with the prospect of death, as many have. And yet, the angels come and tell a story of a saviour of life. Uh, I don't know if you heard it in one of the readings, the John 1 reading at the end. John 1, 4 says this. In him, in Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And it's God wanting to give us his life that is so much of the good news of Christmas. It's against the dark backdrop of a world where there is so much death and illness and pain and suffering that this gift of life comes as so much light and good news. Uh, John in his gospel, uh, and if you've never read John's gospel, I commend it to you, speaks of this life often. Let me show you a few examples of many. Perhaps the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is the truth that cut off from God, we wind up without life and perish eternally. But united to God through Jesus, we can know his life eternally in this life and beyond physical death forever. Jesus said some remarkable things about himself. In John 6:35. he said this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. All of us have hungers for deep things, for meaning, for purpose, for significance, for love. And Jesus says our hungers will be satisfied in him. Just as we need to eat for to live physically, so we need to know him if we are to live spiritually. A similar vein, he said a chapter later, John chapter 7, verse 37. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water, water of life, will flow from within them. And that is a wonderful invitation that God gives to you and to me. We come to him tonight to satisfy our hungers, our thirsts, 
not just tonight, but for all of life. A few chapters later, John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus said this, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The thief, he's talking about the devil, comes to steal and kill and destroy. And in this world where there is so much death, so much violence, so much destruction, Jesus still offers life and a life of depth, abundant life. A few weeks ago, uh, in an evening service here, we were thinking about the next verse I want to show you, John 11:25. Jesus said to Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. His life lasts for all eternity beyond the grave. We don't really need the next verse on the screen, but we'll put it there anyway, John chapter 14, 6, because it's written in the bricks over my head in this church when they built this church nearly 150 years ago. This was the verse that was put there. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. He is the way to the Father. He shows us the truth about God, and it's his life that he offers. And of course, Uh, Well, it's not tonight's story, it's the Easter story. At Easter, we celebrate Jesus' resurrection over death to show that his life is stronger than death. So here we are in this backdrop of our world, surrounded by a pandemic and daily statistics about death, some of those very personal to us. And yet tonight we have this offer of life. And I want to use this Christmas tree behind me as an illustration. The Christmas tree looks fantastic. It's sparkly, it's beautiful, but actually it is cut off from the source of life. Uh, It's already been there a few weeks, a few more weeks' time, and it's only going one way. It's heading to be thrown out, it's dying, it's dead, it's cut off from the source of life. That is what happens to you and me if we're cut off from the life of God. We can dress ourselves up to look very sparkly and fantastic. Our world is brilliant at this, at putting sparkly lights on everything to masquerade, to cover up the fact that we're cut off from the source of life, which is God. Now, Christmas trees can be replanted and they can grow again. And the glorious good news we have at Christmas is that Jesus came so that we could be reunited with the source of life which is God through Jesus. John, in his gospel, makes it very clear that this offer of life is there for everybody, but we have to turn to him if we're going to receive that life. It's not automatic. Love never forces itself on us. It offers that life with an open hand and waits for us to come and receive it. And when we do, connected with the source of life, rather than being like a Christmas tree, we're more like a fruit tree where the good things that God puts into us slowly grow and ripen into fruit year after year after year. A fruit tree will never look as sparkly as a Christmas tree, but it's living and full of life. And God gives that invitation to you and me. And the invitation is to everyone here in the story, to shepherds who are outcasts of the day, to wise men from Gentile nations, to an unmarried mother, to a carpenter, when Jesus went calling his disciples to fishermen. The read, the invitation is to everyone. Uh, I'm delighted that our readers this evening come from a variety of ethnic backgrounds because that 
expresses the fact that the gospel is for everyone. And as John tells his gospel, he tells the story of different people whose lives are transformed by the life of Jesus. A wedding party at Cana where Jesus makes lots of wine so it goes better. An old man, Nicodemus, who at the end of his life knows that there's something missing and comes to Jesus. A woman at a well who's been married five times, who's an outcast, and Jesus honours her and gives her new life. And so many more. And he offers that life to you and to me afresh this evening. How do we receive that gift? Well, Jesus told us how. Uh, In Mark chapter 10, he put it like this. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. We enter into God's kingdom, we receive his life like a child receiving a gift. Now, if you can't remember how children receive gifts, you will see it very soon in a few days' time. You give them a gift, and they hold it in their hand, and they say to you, thank you very much for this. Let me just be clear what I have to do to earn this. I have to tidy my bedroom and clean my shoes. I have to do the washing up every day and be polite. I have not a bit of it. They take the gift. They say, thank you very much. They rip the paper off, and they've got the gift. And if you're lucky, they say thank you. They know how to receive. And Jesus says we receive his gift like a child. We don't try and earn it. It's a gift to be received with open hands. Well, many of us here this evening or watching online have received that gift down the years. And tonight I just invite you uh, afresh to pray, Lord Jesus, fill me afresh with your life this Christmas, whatever's going on. Uh, whether things are very difficult behind the scenes and you're doing your best to put a sparkly face on, uh, you are invited to be reconnected to the source of life. But it may be some here or some watching online are not sure about all this. Is this gift too good to be true? Is it real? Can I invite you to read John's Gospel for yourself? I've picked various highlights of it this evening. Uh, I encourage people to read it with an open prayer. Lord God, if this is true please help me to know, and then to read it with an open mind. It's often helpful to ask questions. Uh, We run alpha courses in this church. We'll be running a couple starting at the beginning of February, one in person, one online, and do check our website for details about that. Uh, We'd love to invite you to that, to ask questions about this life. We have such good news. Or do come to our regular services. Uh, But as I close, I'm going to invite you to pray with me Uh, the verse we just sung, the last verse of the carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Uh, Many of the carols tell a story. This verse is a prayer. I just want to invite you to read that through quietly. Perhaps perhaps I'll just read it for you first before we pray it. It's a prayer to Jesus, the holy child of Bethlehem, to descend to us, to cast out our sin and enter in, to come and live his life in us, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us. To abide, your abode is where you live. Come and make your life with us. Our Lord Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So I'm going to pray that prayer. And I invite you to echo that prayer in your heart, asking that God would fill you and help you to know his life, to cast out the sin, the darkness, all that's wrong and help you begin to experience his life. So as I pray, do echo this in your heart. 
O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen. Before we sing our last carol, we're going to light the candles. Some of the stewards will come up the aisles and light the candle at the end of most of the rows. Please share the light among you. And can I invite you to keep quiet and just to reflect on that prayer that I've invited you to pray, that inviting that Jesus would come and fill your life and keep a moment of stillness. His life is the light of all of us. And as the light spreads through the candles, let's pray that his life would spread in our life, in our homes, and in every part of our lives.